Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhum. I was having quite an emotional time to realize that this could perhaps be the last um, episode of uh, Iftar for Soul. And um, I, so according to the mosque in Aachen, they have already announced that the Eid will be on Thursdays. That means there will be one more Ramadan tomorrow which translates to another episode, uh, or another yet the last episode of Iftar for Soul. And um, I, um, I, luckily, I, I also had prepared 30 uh, episodes because I, I thought, okay, if, if it is 30, at least I have the material ready. So tomorrow's episode will be a bit longer than usual because I, I would take that moment to... Um, to, to you know wind up the entire series uh, talk about some lessons um, some lessons that 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 have stayed with me and will stay with me and um, just a bit of reflection of everything that we we have talked about in the last episodes and uh, also um, you know just to just also to drop some contact details so if at any point you would like to get in touch with me you can always do that. The easiest way uh, to reach out to me is also through LinkedIn. So it's uh, you can just give in my name, Rizwan Ashraf, and you'll find me there. And uh, you can reach out to me there via message. Or write me an email uh, with Rizwan minus Ashraf. So basically my first minus last name at hotmail.com. Or also you can send reach out to me on my uh, Instagram where it's actually a food blog. Um, it's uh, I do give a fork, um, simply written. And there you will also find me. So it's um, uh, these are the communication channels open to all of you listeners. And I'd be really happy if, uh, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not planning to discontinue this at all. So I'd like to uh, go aya by aya, or perhaps um, uh, one aya that I found somewhere and the, the, the wisdom behind that. There are several of them, uh, if not uh, all of them in, in Quran. Um, so if, if there's any topic that you'd like me to address, um, I can definitely do my research on that, uh, share the resources, uh, and uh, then we can talk about it. And uh, of course, uh, you know, if, if, if time and space allows, uh, if you reach out to me via Instagram, we can also do a, uh, a live session together where we can talk about the selected topic. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that the, the last episode, uh, the, the topic that I have for last episode actually suits also the end of this uh, series. So it's uh, alhamdulillah that it, it, the sequence was so that the, epi- the series uh, was going to end with, on that note, which is wonderful. But today's uh, uh, episode is quite, um, it's an, actually an extension of the episode 19. Uh, we talked about that, um, uh, about a surah, which is right before the surah. So this surah we are t- we're looking at right now is 106. It's called the Quraysh. And there is no translation of this. Quraysh were basically the, 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 the people, the, 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 the tribe of Quraysh. That were, uh, there were different tribes of the people and that were living there in Mecca. And uh, they were the Quraysh. And in the Quraysh people, you had, you know, different tribes. Um, and the surah talks about the the economic situation of Quraysh 
um, it talks about a bit of economics. It, 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 it sheds a light upon, I think the surah brings uh, the economic practices of, uh, of Quraysh of that time in, into, uh, uh, into consideration. So if you look at the, um, the, the, the tafsir, the explanation of the surah from uh, Imam Al-Maududi, he has uh, written an extensive um, commentary on the economic practices, how they used to make money and how they used to, uh, because it was a barren land, it was, it was a desert. Uh, it, it, was, it, it, it is unlike Medina. Medina had four farms of dates. There were date farms and, and, and in and around it. And uh, the, 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 that was one of their major uh, uh, merchandise. But in, in, in Mecca, it was different. It was, it was in the middle of the desert. So if you look at the, um, the, the explanation of uh, the surah, the, the tafsir, uh, it talks about the different tribes that lived in and, and the, the big names uh, of that time. Uh, for example, like even if you go, it, it is something quite common actually. People who have lived in Gulf, they know it, that there are certain names, the families that, that, that are ruling you know, uh, in, in, in the, in the uh, business world. Uh, for example, like if I go to Dubai, the, one of the first names that come to my mind is Al-Futaym, Al-Ghurair, um, Al-Rostamani, Al, Al, I think they were called. You know, Al-Nakhil, you have these really big names who, who had the control over much of the, the, the finances of, of, the, of that area. And... Um, so um, likewise, there were you know certain names. There were four major names um, that 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 come into uh, picture um, highlighted by Imam Al Maududi, and these are the da, 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 where did I put them? Yeah, so there were so the 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 tribe of Quraysh was actually scattered throughout the Hejaz area and uh, until the time of Qusay bin Kilab, he was the ancestor basically of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Qusay actually had the, uh, you know, the offices of the state of Mecca were divided between the sons of Qusay. Uh, his sons were Abdi Manaf, Abd al-Dar, um, and uh, Abdi Manaf then had four sons, Hashim, Abd shams Al-Muttalib, and Nawfil. So Hashim, Abd shams Al-Muttalib, and Nawfil. And of these Hashim, father of Abdul Muttalib and the, was also the grandfather of Holy Prophet So, um, this, 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 the reason why the Central Arabia was so popular, like this Mecca was so popular as a trade route, um, I don't know if many people know it out there who are not, you know, uh, it's, it's not a common knowledge among the uh, non-Muslims that uh, actually, at least in my experience, the non-Muslim I've met, the the Kaaba, the, the the house that we we face towards to worship to to pray, we do not worship the house. That's a very important disclaimer for for many people out there who are not Muslims, that we we do not we do not worship Kaaba. We do not worship the the the, the you know the, the house clad in black cloth. Uh, that is basically our direction to which we pray. Although we do believe that r- exactly right above this Kaaba is where you know. Some 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 people have have pointed out that it actually is where roughly the throne of Allah is situated, and uh, 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 so this Kaaba was actually made by Abraham. So we believe in an Islam that Abraham was was the builder of this Kaaba. So he led the foundations of this, and he built it together with his son Ishmael. And uh, if um, 
Uh, also, as a trivia, if you if you look at the where the Kaaba is situated, right out, right in front of that, there is a there is a there is a kind of of a container. I don't know how to call it a vessel, not a vessel, but a, but it's like a small vitrine, and it 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 has a it has a stone uh, with the footprints which we believe belong to the uh, of Abraham. The stone that 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 um, that he was used to, he stood on to to build this Kaaba. Anyway, so so Abraham is linked to the house of Kaaba, and uh, throughout traditions, throughout after you know Abraham, um, as you actually Quraysh are descendants of Abraham also if you, if if they look at the family tree, so many many so you know the the it was back in the time was known as the house of God, so it, it, many people used to come and flock towards Mecca to. To at least once a year to come and perform the pilgrimage, the annual pilgrimage. Their practices are of course not the same as we observe them today, because the 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 the, the practices of Hajj were defined by Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sunnah, and uh, so you see that the, the there was there was a, this trade route. So imagine like a festival, right? So imagine if it's a huge festival. So you know there's a lot of economics. The the the, the this it. it um, has a massive economic importance this 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 period where people would come for pilgrimage because you can also see that um, uh, we are talking about a society where there was no paycheck you wouldn't get a salary there right so people would find ways how to you know make money through through trade routes if you look at the Silk Road and you will understand you know how these trade routes used to work and how how rich these people were where they were sometimes they were they, they wouldn't even organize um, uh, uh, their travels uh, to Syria and to Yemen uh, for trade because they would have earned enough uh, through the uh, economics trade exchange during the period of pilgrimage. But at the time of the Prophet Muhammad I actually checked it out the other day, there were 360 idols in Kaaba. So the, the people of Quraysh did identify Allah as their ultimate God, but they said that there are these the other deities uh, that that also come into play. Like for example, I talked about this earlier also that um, uh, the, uh, they they used to they used to believe in angels, but as as daughters of of God actually. So um, so this is you know just a bit of background of what was happening right because this was as as i said there's a, there's a, there's an elaborated um, documentation of this if you want to look i can recommend this explanation from imam al Dudi, surah 106 so now since they you know they had business relations with syria egypt iraq iran yemen and abyssinia the Quraysh came across many opportunities uh, and you know having different contact with different cultures and civilizations or different countries so there were lots of knowledge and wisdom um, exchange going on and so much so that these people were considered one of the most the m- most fluent and eloquent people in the arabic language and uh, it, it became a Mecca became a very or perhaps the most important commercial center of the Arabian Peninsula. So another great advantage that accrued from these international relations was that they they brought from Iraq tile script, which was also later used to write on the Quran. So there were you know there was there was no other tribe that could actually boast as many literal literate people as 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 Quraysh. So you know this mindset that people have that you know these were people in the desert. This is this is one association we always give people in the desert. Fortunately, years ago they did not know anything about civilizations, but actually, in contrary, these people were really really verbose and and, and eloquent in their speech and in their poetry. Um, 
So imagine this as a, as a, as a cultural hub, like you know, for the image that comes to my mind is this, you know, old, old day Dubai because Dubai right now it has this. Once a year, they have this. Uh, they used to have once a year global village, you know, where they used to have the people coming from all over the world. They used to uh, have this Dubai shopping festival, people flocking from all over, coming down and exchanging so much, and 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 you know, it just became into this this. This this global hub right now, what it is, it is. I mean, of course, not on that scale, but imagine Mecca, on on a on a smaller scale, yet offering the the um, um, the benefits that would have of in today's time. Um, so now the thing is that um, there's so there's an event that took place, a uh, very important event that took place, which is um, uh, mentioned in in Surah One Zero Five. Where I talked about the um, the the idea of that uh, episode was corruption, but this was again uh, an attack that was organized by the people of Yemen. Abraha wanted to come and attack Mecca and take them over to destroy the economic significance of that place. And now comes the, so this was more or less a background of what's happening uh, in in Quraysh. As I said, it's 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 a very tiny part of the entire. Uh, history that that uh, the 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 social conditions of that time. So if you are interested to do, to learn more, so just you know, Imam al Maududi is also one of the references. There are way more comprehensive books written on that period, uh, which you can also refer to. Um, so so now the the we see that. So now talking about religion, like why you know why why is Quran talking about this? Why is Quran talking about this uh, surah? Like what is what is the message here, right? What is the wisdom behind the surah? So I will go through this. It's a very short surah for for ayat actually. So I will go through this uh, surah uh, in with English translation, and then we can talk about it. So it says, it starts. I was believing for the accustomed security of the Quraysh. Um, Dr. Mustafa Khattab translates the first ayah as at least for the favor of making Quraysh habitually secure. Secure in their trading caravan to Yemen in the winter and Syria in the summer. Let them worship the Lord of this sacred house who has fed them against hunger and made them secure against fear. So here there are two, there are two, two several information uh, about, about the Quraysh. So for example, we, we realized that they used to go to Syria in the summer because Syria had cooler spots. It was not as desert, desert land as, as Mecca was. So in summer, they would actually go to Syria. And in the winter, they would go to Yemen because Yemen is, is, is also an arid and a hot uh, clim- climatic uh, uh, region. And, um, and Allah says in the third ayah that, you know, they... So in the first ayah, Allah says that he, he provided them the security to the Quraysh. And so much so that they could have this trading caravan to Yemen and Syria. And then Allah says that you worship, worship the rub of this house um, that they have, Kaaba. And he fed them, who has fed them against hunger and made them secure against fear. So Dr. Noman Ali Khan, when he was reflecting upon this last ayah, actually, he, he made a very important point that... Why does Allah mention hunger first and then fear later? And because there are other verses where Allah talks about fear first. So now the surah, and he comments further, that since the surah is talking about an economic significance of Mecca, and I think the major, the major if not the only goal of economics, is to ensure that you have food on your table. So that's why Allah talks about here hunger first. Now, in Islamic belief, we also 
uh, it has also been narrated that uh, Ibrahim uh, Ibrahim uh, uh, Prophet Ibrahim السلام, he prayed to Allah that uh, that he 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 protects this he protects Makkah he protects uh, Makkah not only from external attacks but also the, the, the economically. So um, Allah says in the last ayah that He made this place safe for you that you know that there was not much fear of many tribes attacking like you know this this tribal warfare that was going on from from external. Uh, forces not within and if you look at the surah right behind it um, it talks about the the favor that Allah did when the army of uh, Abraha actually came to attack Makkah and how Allah intervened to make sure that they did not uh, enter Makkah and they were you know turned back I said that in episode 19 I will say this again how that event took place it's 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 described vividly in surah al-fil 105 you can have a look at that and of course you can then look also at the commentary of the surah and also look at the 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 history of that period it will give it will give more uh, details so now the thing is what Allah is actually trying to say to the Quraysh. The Quraysh are the people like you know Prophet Muhammad Sallam, you know, he was there, he was he was born amongst them, he he grew up amongst them. And um people actually started to call Amin and Sadiq to Prophet Muhammad, someone who's trustworthy and someone who's honest. You know, he was very he was he was held at a really high status uh, morally uh, people used to believe him he was one of he was the most honest person out there uh, if not one of the most honest and this is was this is also one of the reasons why Khadija uh, his for his his wife the first wife um, um, anha, she this is what the, the the quality that she liked a lot in him and she you can imagine her in today's time she would be a very powerful CEO of um of 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 a company some some she she her her caravan of goods was so huge that some it was it was it was as it was bigger than all the caravans put together of the richest men out there so she was very powerful woman there is an entire you know history of where Khadija came from who was who she was actually but she still fascinates me her personality for one particular aspect that she was the one who proposed herself, you know, and this is not something that you even find in today's time. Like, even if there's so much about right, talking about rights and, you know, feminism, I, I feel that, you know, I don't understand why men have to take that step to propose a woman. Like, why can't a woman propose a guy? Like, why is it a taboo or not? Okay, taboo is perhaps a very strong word. Excuse me for that. But why is it still normal that a man has, a man has to take the step forward? Why can't a woman do that? So I think it's 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 really interesting that back in back in the time fourteen years ago the 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 first ever, um, you know, believer the the woman who who she was, Hazrat Khadija radhiyallahu anha, she was the one who actually proposed uh, Prophet Muhammad sallam and uh, she did that because of his uh, his image. So now. Allah says that, you know, he protected you from that. He gave you economic prosperity. He gave you, you know, uh, you, you, you have, because of, because of this blessing you have of the house, then why don't you come to me? Why don't you worship me? Like, you know, why, why don't you, what's stopping you from acknowledging what Prophet Muhammad is teaching you? You believe in me already, but why are you also have, where are you getting all of these other 
deities are there other gods from when you know that it's you know it's it's me so basically allah allah is 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 is, is talking to quraish in this first he ta- in the previous surah he talks about how he prevented them from getting completely eradicated and, uh, and economically de- destroyed like uh, and then in this surah he's like he's i i allah says that he i gave you the security from you know the economic prosperity then then why why don't you worship you know why don't you acknowledge my, me as your uh, as your god so what's what's so this is this is the islamic perspective but what's interesting here what allah points out and the wisdom behind the surah which which really fascinates me is that that allah we at times we don't realize the mercy that we have i i i think you know that it does not soften our heart um instead of counting the blessings and softening our hearts our hearts are even hardened even more hardened especially in in uh, ultra developed cities i'm not talking about countries in cities especially you know where you have this where where you know that you you earn 200,000 a year you're like okay but i could also earn 300,000 a year so why don't i get to 300,000 a year then when you get to 300,000 a year a year you're aiming at 400 500 and then just it's just it just goes on and then you know this is what allah is trying to say that you know i have given you the basic necessity you need to exist you have security you have prosperity it's not that they are there they were only their necessities were met they were living a luxurious lifestyle there they they really they 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 had they, they were the most they were the center they were the financial center of the arabian peninsula so they were literally flourishing there so they were they were not poor people there who so really had some influential figures and uh, um, uh, living living in that time so so what what's what's interesting here is that allah brings the attention their attention to the fact that instead of being thankful instead of purifying yourselves purifying your soul purifying your heart purifying your wealth you just want more and more of everything so when is it going to be the enough and that's why it comes to my mind the my episode that i did on greed and several verses that i pointed out before where it talks about where allah talks about the greed the 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 saying of the prophet that if if a man has a value full of gold he'll want the other one so the thing is that these these emotions to have them they they are human so you're not being criticized of being greedy you are criticized when you follow your greed that's where the critique comes having greed is is a human emotion so there is no harm in feeling anger in feeling greed or whatever that is but we need to channel that we need to we need to understand and control that that that, that emotion so you know just this mindset to make more money out of the money that we have so this is what allah is saying that okay you know you you have your economic prosperity so what's really interesting that that one of the most important lessons for me that comes out of this surah is that Yes, we need to we need to live on this planet also. We need to we need to sustain ourselves. We need to we need to work. We need to we need to earn money. We need to feed ourselves. We need to feed our families, our our people we are responsible for. We need to do that. But at the same time, we also had to attend to our Allah who who gives us who provides us the sustenance. He he one of his name is Ar-Razaq. He provides the sustenance. He's he's the Razaq. He 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 gives us that. So he's like, "Why don't you thank me for that?" you will only thank me or you will only look at me when this when this thing is taken away from you then you will turn to me 
or you you feel that it's all it's it's it's, it's really interesting there's, there's a rhetoric in the quran where allah says that you think it's all yours when it's all, when you know it's 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 all because of you and then when it's taken away from you then you you are like oh allah doesn't love me anymore so why why doesn't allah get a good name when you're actually you're, you are you are you are you are in a prosperous condition then you're just too busy congratulating yourself for all the achievements you've done which is not wrong do that but you should also realize the source of all of it even if the source of all of this is hard work which is great you should do the hard work, hard work you should put the effort but still there are so many people who put all the hard work and effort still they don't get as much as some others get not all hard work is paid not all efforts are paid and then this is what allah says that you know this 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 is what you should also realize that it is not under your hands it's not in your control to make yourself prosperous it comes from somewhere and then it again reminds me of the talk in 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 uh, uh, the book the secret where she says that you know you have to think you have to think that you can earn money you have to think positive you have to remain positive and you can invite money into your life so you know it's like we 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 are encouraged to put the effort we are encouraged to move our uh, move ourselves to 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 make sure that we that we um it is not entirely in our hands it's you know in in secular terms i i i don't know if i should be using this word secular but let's say in 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 today's times where this usage of the word universe is widespread so even universe is like you need to you need to ask the universe to get you something so this is what allah is saying that acknowledge me and that's why in the third ayah so you know where allah is talking about in the, the first two ayah about the, you know you are having your caravans you're going to yemen you're going to syria you're having your economic you know exchange the third ayah talks about the, let them worship the lord of the sacred house then why can't you see that you you have this right in front of your eyes and yet you're so oblivious to it and it's it's really interesting because there is an entire surah in quran surah rahman i think it's one of my, it's one of my favorite surahs allah literally lists down i i think one day i will do an episode of surah rahman only like it's it's you know if you if you look at the tafsir of surah rahman there people have you know scholars have written 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 a written books on that you you have as long as the tafsir of lectures of two and a half hours three hours where the the profoundness of that surah is celebrated because allah literally lists down so many things and then after every blessing he lists down he he says fa bi ayyi ala rabbikum rabbikum atukatiban which of the blessings of your lord will you deny which of the uh, mercies of the of your lord will you deny you know it's it's it, it is such it is it is such a powerful surah you know he talks about the sun he talks about the changing weather he talks about food he talks about fruits he talks about sustenance everything no, i mean not everything but um figuratively speaking and i i i think i think it it is it is just this again brings me back to the point where you know we start we start where i talked about in this episode which was um uh, let me have a look um this episode of uh, criteria of gratitude like when do we actually feel when you know as it's allah says in surah al-fajr you know when when everything is going fine in life people say that allah loves me or god loves me or universe is 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 uh, happy with me but if something goes wrong we just 
I don't understand why challenges are seen as something negative in our lives. Like, why is sadness or suffering has always always need to have a negative connotation towards that. No wonder people want to run away from it. I think sometimes it's just so important to find peace within suffering, peace within sadness, blessing within all of this, because even if from, from, from the outside it might look as a, as, a, as, a, as a curse or as whatever, but deep within there are just so many important lessons that we can derive for ourselves, for our own, on our own mental and personality development. At least this is the experience that I've made, you know, like, like if we, if we, if we look, if we just change the way we look at things, for example, like this, you know, I, I read this, 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 uh, I, I, I used to watch a lot of Olympic sports. So just before the Olympics, like there's this one uh, journalist, she goes that, uh, hey, are you, uh, are you nervous about performing? Because they were about to get onto the sport they were going to play. She asked, like, are you nervous? They were like, no, I'm, I'm just so excited. And then at that point, the, 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 you know, this was analyzed by, by one of the TED Talks um, episode, that why wasn't that guy nervous? Why was he excited? So they, they broke it down. So they, they did some analysis uh, based on some psychological studies, like what kind of emotions do we go through when we are nervous and we are excited? And to their surprise, they found out that the pretty much they are the, they are the sim- similar, similar emotions that we go through and similar hormones are excreted. And it's just that what we train our bodies to how to identify that emotion. So you could either be nervous or, or excited. It just depends on what you want, what you choose to be. As, as this famous saying goes, that happiness is a choice. So if we if we continuously define on happiness that happiness is something that everything is fine i get what i want that then i will be happy then perhaps you might not be a happy person at the end of the day because life is really as as i i, I don't like to use that word like life is a we all know that's the saying goes but i think life can be so rewarding if we can understand how it actually works for the, the for the best in our interest I, I, I think that, that if we, we always complain when things are not going right, but we do not reflect on how are we acting when things were going, when we were in a, in, a, in, a, in a better position, so to say, when everything was going right in our lives, when we had a job and we had a, when we had the beauty or when we had whatever, how are we treating others? What was, uh, were we arrogant? Were we showing off? Were we boasting what we had? There's no harm, actually, you know, if you, if you want to buy new clothes, if you want to wear new clothes, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. But the, the, like how we act when we have that, like, do we act arrogant? Do we feel better than the others? You know, this is the question then. So, you know, this is what Allah is saying that, you know, I, have, I gave you the prosperity, the economic prosperity. So in your free time, turn to me. So this is where my, the second point comes, like, you know, do your worldly affairs. Take care of your uh, of your sustenance. Like you know, look out for it. But then, turn back to me. Remember me. Because this is where it all comes from. So this this I think this is such a beautiful message of the surah that where Allah balances that out again so beautifully that you know you're not only here for Islam. You're not only here for religion. You're not only here to just you know go to the mosque and sit there for the whole for the whole day or spend the entire evenings there. You have your social cultural uh, and worldly obligations that you need to fulfill also.
you can't just simply become um, 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 you know professional worshiper you know you <laughs> there is no such profession like that you you need to you need to you need to look go out you need to explore the world you need to you know look, look at look at all the blessings that allah has has given us like that that you know if you look if you read the surah rahman there are just so many beautiful messages in that surah um uh, where you know if you really ponder upon them it it opens doors for you to explore the science different ologies uh, in, in 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 the world study of stars study of moon i mean that's why you know if you look at the the golden age of islam there were so many people busy with the study of celestial celestial objects because they had to first realize you know how to count the months and second also to determine when to pray uh where to face if you are i don't know in other part of the world like where is makkah right so the, these people were really got really busy with that and 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 you know exploring and i have already mentioned ibn batuta so it's you know it's 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 interesting like how this surah actually makes us makes us realize again brings our attention to the fact that you know is it really important to make more money out of the money we have you know isn't it enough sometimes that when we have a roof of our over our head when we have food at our table when we can cover ourselves when we can cover our 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 bodies um when when we can reach out uh, to clean drinking water when we can uh, we can buy something whenever we want uh, not whatever we want i think it's more important to focus on whenever we want not whatever we want i think i think this is something that we if if we can change our our attitude towards this you know buying what i want instead of saying that you know if we can start saying that buying when we want you know it's it's it will it will be a shift in the way we think um um when it comes to counting our blessings i know so many people who would love to be able to go to a bank an atm machine put their card and get money out so many people don't even have that while they're in the middle of the month and not because they have been spending extravagantly but they just don't have the means for, uh, for that you know sometimes we should really be thankful like if you know like imagine when you if you would have a child and how you would love to fulfill the wishes of the of the of that child but but you can't because you don't have the means for that or or your partner or whoever or your mother you buying medicine you know this is something like we live in in a, in a society like for example in germany you know we have this health insurance taking care of it but there're just so many people out there who do not even have medical insurances they have to buy each and every single medicine like i was surprised to see when i was in 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 sialkot in the city um uh, this this um, in february you go to the hospital you are put on the bed but every single thing after that even the oxygen mask the the drip the the medicine tiniest thing to the end you have to buy it the tests are not performed until you buy a test and then you perform the test now there are just so many things i can go on right now but the time does not allow that but i'm just trying to say is that if you if we ask ourselves the questions what makes me so hard hearted what makes me soft hearted you know then these are the ways you can you can you can buy yourself out so to say like you know start giving charity involve yourself in social projects do something good for the humanity take care of all your needs first and then you know go out and make sure when you have 
a lot. I have heard people, and I, I, I'm not going to say names, but I have heard people saying, I just have so much money, I don't know what to do with it. And these, there are people like that on this planet also. And then if you don't know what to do with it, then perhaps you are not looking in the right direction, right? So I hope, I hope we can cultivate a habit that, you know, we, we can rethink when do we have to, when do we start defining our happiness? When do we, excuse me, when do we start being grateful? When do we, on, based on what do we define our happiness? Based on what do we, um, uh, do we say it's enough? You know, questions like that. And, and how can we, how can we cultivate this habit of, of showing gratitude, of, uh, of showing gratitude on a daily basis. And even if we feel like complaining, we do complain, but we also then see what is the blessing in this, in this, in this challenge that we face, right? That we, that we learn how to accept that life is not all about, you know, bed of roses, <laughs> So, yeah, and I pray to Allah that he guides us to that, that he guides us to, to identifying and uh, recognizing his blessings um, and that he opens our hearts to knowledge. He opens our hearts to um, discovering ourselves, discovering, um, you know, our natural disposition. And may Allah bless, bless you all. And uh, I... Yeah, I am. I, I'm. I'm quite. I'm quite uh, moved actually, that tomorrow will be the last episode of Iftar for Soul. But we can talk about that in tomorrow's episode. All right then. Uh, stay safe. Stay blessed. May Allah. May, may Allah envelop all of us in His protection. Wa akhiru da'wan. Alhamdulillah. Rabbil alamin. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.